Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to the Western Hunting Hub podcast. Hunting gear is so fun and exciting to talk about that I needed two episodes just to scratch the surface, even though I've tried to get into some detail with some of it. Uh, but if you haven't listened to part one, uh, that's last week's episode. So go give that a listen first and come back and finish this one, which is part two of my backcountry hunt gear dump. But if you're not doing backcountry hunts, keep listening because you can easily adjust this to uh, a day hunt, a one night hunt of some sort. So there's there's a lot of application here or even just, just uh, truck hunting. So there's a lot of application. Why don't you keep listening? So in this episode, we have the other half. Uh, and I've really enjoyed getting the feedback from uh, mainly my buddies who enjoy, don't have a problem just texting me, telling me uh, what they got. And so I'll share some of those things as well. Let's get started. And uh, as always, thanks for listening. If you have enjoyed or at least want to throw me a bone, give a like, follow, rate as you can on wherever you listen to your podcast, as well as make sure you're following on Instagram, Facebook whatever. I don't even really know how to access that. Well, I just automatically post through Instagram. So again, thanks for listening and enjoy. All right. I'd wait for my dogs clicking on their nails to leave the room and recording now. It's a boy's afternoon. Me and the two month old Colt hanging out here recording the podcast makes it easy when this is a solo episode. I can just hit record and stop record as soon as he starts crying but i think we got nap time so we're good but first off i want to say again create your own gear list when it comes to this gear no matter the style the types of hunts you do or how long you've been hunting this is an absolute must and has been one of the best things i've done even after listening to other podcasts over the last few years i've continually continually honed mine in into where i want it to be uh, but it'll probably never be complete just because there's always different gear, you can get things better and better, uh, and things change. Sometimes you gotta, as you age, you need a different, uh, different tool or, or thing that comes along, a different comfort, like I've been sharing. So duplicating mine or someone else's doesn't work. I've attached mine below again, so you can use it as a reference, but also XO Mountain Gear just reposted their gear list template for you guys to, to steal, just like I did. I, I, it's a free resource out there. I went and grabbed that and have been using that as my gear list. I also have uh, an image of one that my friend Ben sent me uh, that he has shared with his buddy. So I'll share that image 
there as well because uh, I like his his organization of it. It looks pretty good. Another note before we get started is just how weird we are with our gear and we get almost attached to it. When we find something that we enjoy and like and we know works well, it's almost like nothing else exists. And I noticed that as soon as a friend told me about uh, one gear item and I was like, why am I almost hostile towards that doesn't work. It's not what I would wear. It's not what I would use. Uh, and, and you see that around certain items like first light clothing being connected to meat eater. Some people really don't like that and they want to throw that out. Um, Sitka obviously has its own, uh, own, um, it's got its own, Sitka has its own reputation and we may or may not wear that just because of that. Uh, so I really, that had a nice little wake up call the other day as a buddy was sharing that, that gear item. And I thought, no, be open to it. Listen to this idea and maybe give it a try. If it's something that I can, that is worth giving, uh, uh, some attention to, cause I need to replace it. Maybe it's something that I don't need to, you don't want to break what's not, not broken or that ain't it at all. Uh, don't fix what's not broken. So, uh, but Man, that was backwards. But anyway, uh, you really gotta gotta not ha- get ri- you gotta get rid of those biases. It doesn't matter. Um, just because you get stuck on one thing, that actually can really mess with you um, and your gear system. So just be open to new ideas. Be open to some of that. And it's it's like buying anything. Just because you put that giant investment into it, suddenly it's that best thing. Uh, in your mind. And that's something we got to get over. So uh, here's some listener feedback I got. My my friend Ben had an excellent one to, to organize it. So if you've got your hunting camp or you hunt with some other guys, uh, create a OneNote, a Google Doc or Google Spreadsheet or some other form of shareable document for everyone to edit. This can help some of your plans. Uh, so checking in, so you're not having to check in really all the time, but you can check in with each other just through that when you get time. It helps maybe if you're splitting up a tent, uh, splitting up food, then everybody knows what they need to go get. Uh, lots of planning there that can make that that process a little easier. So great idea, Ben. Um, I really prefer to hunt alone. Uh, that's, that's been my, my, main, my main deal, uh, minus maybe another one or two had a friend or my dad in there. Uh, that's, that's another style or another, another type of hunt that, that makes it enjoyable. But if I were just to schedule a hunt, I, I do enjoy hunting alone because it's, um, it just has to do with my, my reasons of being out there. So, um, but I tell you what, took someone on a turkey hunt today, shot some turkeys, absolutely love going with other people's in that instance, or, uh, shoot, calling an elk for my dad. Also another one of the top, top 10 hunts for sure. So some of the feedback I got on shelter as well is tarps are awesome. They go a long ways, uh, just being more mobile. So another gear item with that was the Sitka flash shelter, uh, that I'd heard was a, a good one. Another tip for your shelter is if you're a couple, uh, big Agnes, double wide, 15 degree King Solomon. It's, uh, it's the same weight and size of two of those sleeping bags and then you can get the double wide sleeping pad pad so might actually be a really good way to stay pretty warm sharing some body heat i know if that were my wife that would never work because i gotta stay a long ways away from her 
when uh when we're sleeping so that wouldn't work but if uh if you're the cuddle type there you go that could save some warmth save some space uh as well as be the same in weight and keep you warmer the last piece he added there was uh quit messing around go with llamas that's a whole nother story ben we'll talk about that another time i'll get someone that's got some some background or info on using livestock for for hunting i i'm not that person i don't know anything about it and it's a whole logistical thing i just don't know anything about so i'll dive into it and we'll get we'll get going some other pieces of equipment that i've already covered those areas and they've shared with me is the petzl bindi b-i-n-d-i headlamp nice easy lightweight goes around your neck and uh pretty pretty unnoticeable also in the tourniquet no also in the first aid kit is a tourniquet maybe a knee brace ankle brace if that's something that you're concerned about uh good additions there tourniquets have really made a comeback in their importance in your your first aid kit they can be a little spendy uh not just spendy but kind of big and bulky as well so there's a there's a thought in those two reasons are why i don't have one they're expensive they're big and bulky uh but if you uh, uh are going on a going on a going on a rifle hunt or you have a lot of people you're responsible for uh i have one for hunts that i do with people um just not in my personal personal pack uh just in case because i'm responsible for those people uh the reason why we continue to work on this gear list is the change in needs we have over hunts sometimes it's an ultralight hunt. Sometimes it's comforts that we need in that hunt. Uh, weather, obviously. If we brought everything on the, our gear list, our packs would all weigh 80 pounds, and it would we'd always be fidgeting with gear. Also, you go to any sporting goods store and you see the all the gear gadgets that you can have for this and that. You'd be you'd be looking like you just came out of garage sale. So keep plugging away at yours. And uh, the next section on my gear list is what's on your body. Bino harness. That's the first section we're going is what's on my body. In my bino harness, I have one of those. It's kind of like the Alaskan guide, but it's the Vortex version. Uh, I have in that front pocket a little regular pocket knife, my chapstick, and then maybe my windicator my windicator end up, ends up going in my pocket eventually so here's where i don't leave anything in my truck if you plan to have your backpack packed organized it's in the back seat right next to my rifle my bow or whatever then in the front seat i am charging my phone all the way to where i park and then in my vinyl harness, it's on the dash or on the floor right there. So I will not leave anything in the truck. That is so important. If you have stuff scattered and you're grabbing things at the trailhead, you'll probably leave something. And you better hope it's not a release or your ammo or something really, really important. So I like to have everything packed before I... I'm, I'm not doing it at the trailhead. I'm doing it right at home when I'm going through the checklist. So in that vinyl harness... Uh, is the windicator that's where it starts also my rangefinder is attached to it uh, my calls are in it uh, my diaphragms uh, also in the back pocket there's a 
area for a pen and my tags, all my tags stay in that back pouch because I like that instead of in my pack because if I ditch my pack or whatever, uh, I always have my tags on me. And then if I'm rifle hunting, I got a couple of rounds in there as well. So uh, the way all that is organized after I get into the field, I'm hiking out or I'm while I'm hunting, I still have my knife and my chapstick in the front pocket. My windicator has gone to my pocket. My rangefinder is around my neck. And please, 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 if somebody has a decent way to organize a rangefinder, I'm all ears. I need something better. Uh, I don't mind it around my neck, but my my uh, rangefinder is getting beaten up. And I need it quick. I don't want to flip around with a pocket, anything like that. I hate it. Uh, my calls, uh, my, my diaphragms go in the little side pockets of the uh, of the bino harness as well as maybe an additional extra one in one of my cargo pants pockets uh, because you got to have some various open or various calls so that you can sound like different elk or if you had a bear call or or whatever it is that you're you're having along on your hunt so in those pockets in my pockets in my pants pockets phone additional elk call um, maybe my gloves that I'm taking on and off and in the windicator also either on my body, mainly after the hunt, I don't really use my trekking poles unless I'm doing a hike in where I'm not focused on hunting is my trekking poles also be kind of maybe in my hands or they slide down into the side pocket of my pack. Next area is the kill kit. Uh, it, this is in a pocket inside my bag. It's, it's on, it's not going to be just in that it's in the big main area, but it's, it's just a small little area <clears throat> about eight by, by five or so, uh, place on the, on the lid, not on the lid, but on the, on the front area that you can pull up and it's, it's there, but you do have to get on the inside. So that requires taking off a few buckles to get at it. But in there is if I, didn't have my tag in my vinyl harness. My tag's in there uh, with my driver's license. <clears throat> my driver's license isn't in my vinyl my harness because, yes, you keep my driver's license as well. I think that's even a legal thing in some places. And my hunter safety if I needed that uh, as well. So all of those important things go in my vinyl harness or in my kill kit. The other things in the kill kit are a zip tie or two. Uh, that's mainly for hunting Colorado for those those green tags are going to go on there zip tie them on makes it kind of handy i don't like messing around with string uh, and then a pen if i didn't have one in my vinyl harness the other things i need are the replaceable blades for my my knives and maybe a backup knife or maybe a backup knife we'll see i usually like to have if weight is not a concern or i've got the allowance for it uh, if it's not a backcountry hunt, then I'll throw this in. But if it's a backcountry hunt, I only have those replaceable blade ones. Uh, I have two. I have a Havlon and an Outdoor Edge. Both have its its positives and negatives, but I've I've processed elk with both, and they both work. Uh, but I do I do like having a fixed blade. I got this buck knife from Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation Banquet one year. That's when you show up and they give you a knife with your membership. I kind of miss that. I don't I haven't got a knife from them in a long time. But it's that orange handle, rubber handle, really thick blade, great skinning knife. Uh, I love it. It stays nice and sharp. That's a great knife. They don't really make that one anymore, so that's a bummer. But it's, it's one of my favorites. 
not in my kill kit because it wouldn't fit there, but in the bottom of my pack are my game bags. And uh, I really, really like the Caribou brand ones, and I'll stick to those. Even if I'm one short, I'm going to stick to those. I, I don't think I now have a full set. I had some, and you always lend them out. You send, you pack a buddy's elk out, and you don't end up knowing where they they go. But they're kind of expensive, so. But you can buy just a one single bag. Uh, but I've got enough there to to make it work. Um, and those are in the bottom of the bag, and the squished into the little sack that they come in. Also in the kill kit, got to have some paracord for whatever reason. You never know. And then also some surveyor's tape. I don't use that very often, but uh, when I do, all I do is take the main roll, take, I don't know, 20 feet of it, roll it up, and shove it into the bag. You're not going to carry that whole big heavy roll. Other hunting gear that is scattered throughout the whole gear system is my bugle tube. The bugle tube kind of gets straight strapped uh, across my chest and it's got kind of that bungee stretchy cord uh, that ends up being kind of in the way when I'm initially hiking in. But once I get set, uh, it's there. I do sometimes feel like I got too much around my neck. I got a range finder, my bino harness, maybe a call, and then the uh, bugle tube. It can be a lot and I don't really have that, that I've reduced the amount of things around my neck, but it still seems like a lot. So any great ideas on what you guys put around your neck and where you do put those things to simplify it, love to hear it. But the bugle tube sometimes will be in that that pouch. Uh, for my backcountry hunts where weight is an issue, I have a Carlton tube. It's got a nice little two, uh, mouthpiece on it, which is nice. Sounds really close to my big giant Phelps one, but the Phelps one is heavy, and uh, but the Phelps one is durable. So the the Carlton one is great until you want to pack it away and it's going to get squished. Other calls that you may have: a deer, turkey, cow calls, bear calls, rattling antlers. I have noticed that the uh, if you're going to do a lot of rattling, the bags do not sound near as good as real antlers. And listening to Melissa Bachman on her rattling antlers, she suggests the bigger the better, uh, So, the, which makes it tough. You got one pound each side uh, for sure. At least maybe it's a pound and a quarter. So you got uh, two and a half pounds of antler there hanging off the back of your pack. Not something that you're always wanting to carry around. And, and, uh, um, but it does sound good when you have those. So that's a definitely, and, uh, depends on where you're at. If you're going to use that, my ester scent, man, bag it, double bag it. That ends up being in the, in the top lid of my pack where there is very little, stuff in there, pressure in there. Uh, I know this where my food goes, but it's also double bagged. And if it's in the bottom of my bag or one of those places, I'll never use it. So if it's close next to my food, take a little break. Like, oh yeah, there it is. Put a little in your, your boots and you're good to go. So you got some of that estrus scent during the rut. I had on my list a glassing pad, but man, I don't use that very often. I suppose if I go to Arizona, uh, when I go to Arizona to, to hunt with my buddy Ryan, for sure, I'll throw that in just to have something 
uh, nice and easy to sit down because everything's pokey there from what he's told me. Extra ammo, I have that kind of throughout. I have, I like to have some on my gun stock. That's not going to be a case this year. I got a custom gun stock coming from HS Precision. So uh, wait for an episode there. We're going to have one in about a month and a half with them. So that'll be a good, good episode. But I'm not going to be able to put the ammo on my stock this year. Uh, I think there's two in my strap. That's okay. Those are easy to lose. There's like five spots in my vinyl harness. And then in my hip pocket, there is uh, an area for five or six. So I do like to have, let's go with the four in the gun, um, four in the vinyl harness, and then maybe another four or so in the side pocket. That may seem like a lot, but I listened to a podcast once on that that was all about how many to carry. And there's like 13. It's like, that's perfect. I really like that number. I always have a lot more than, uh, um, you think you would ever use or you actually ever use, but there are those times, a tripod, bipod, gun mounted bipod, all of those things to support your gun. Those things have kind of blown up recently. Typically you always get those metal springy ones, the bipods that mount to your gun. Those are uncomfortable to carry. Although they'd be great for laying down and taking a, a shot, they're awkward to carry. So I don't have one of those. I don't use them. Um, I really, really like the death grip tripod. Talk about heavy, bulky, a lot to carry. I use that on certain hunts. Mountain hunts, absolutely no. A prairie hunt, antelope hunt, absolutely. Something you got to make a long shot on uh, and maybe can't lay down. It saved my butt this year on an antelope because I had to be seated. Um, it was a, it was an easy shot, but, um, I require, I love a solid, solid rest. So I packed that thing in two miles and I packed out my whole antelope and the pad or the, the tripod all in one trip. Not a big deal. I was able to do that pretty easily. Otherwise I've carried around a, Primos bipod for years and years. And that has been my main bipod. I would be very interested in any of these bipods that mount to your gun that click on clip, click off. It'd be, I would entertain that idea. If, if I ever run across one, uh, that's not going to cost an arm and a leg. The other thing I haven't done yet, but I know I'm going to is when we're going to be hunting in the snow with a rifle, a little electrical tape for the gun barrel. That's been uh, done over and over again uh, on different shows, and it's proven to be a, a valuable thing. You can get those little ones that are made for that, but why when you have electrical tape everywhere? An extra release is a great idea. Uh, I can admit I do not carry one, uh, even though some people say you need to carry one. My release never leaves my hand. It absolutely never leaves my hand. Even now that I've got a thumb release, I have a string tied to it uh, that goes around my wrist. I know when you go to the bathroom, I, how do I do that? I can't remember. Oh, that may end up going into my pocket. I never, ever put that on the ground. Just get in the habit of never putting things on the ground uh, when you sit on the glass and look at something. Put it in your pocket. I end up carrying decoys all the time. 
turkey season, deer season, elk season. I think it's obvious if you've been a listener that I love the ultimate predator decoys. So I use those and they fold up super, super nice, making it easy to pull that out whenever I need it. Uh, Go back and listen to the um, ultimate predator episode with Danny Ferris. And he has a really good tip on there for carrying your bow with that on it. And I'm excited to, I'm going to re-listen to that episode right before I go out this fall, just to remember some of those tips that he had on using that thing. But decoys always coming with me. I'm addicted to them. I love using them for all kinds of things. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal develop high-quality, technically sound products, and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Now that I'm kind of a flatlander uh the boost oxygen is going with me i used that on my mountain goat hunt and that was awesome i thought that was kind of a hokey thing but just something to help you recover get your get your breath back is is worth every every 20 dollars of that tank or whatever it costs we all need some orange for your rifle hunting muzzleloader hunting so orange vest i really have like my Under Armour orange vest, it's comfortable zip, uh, not the buttons, not that little crappy Velcro thing that's been handy. And I need something for my pack. I really would like something to put on the back side of my pack. And honestly, in South Dakota, you got to be, you almost need that to be legal so that you can be seen from 360 degrees. All right, here's a interesting one. And uh, it's it's been defended by a friend of mine umbrella he says that it is one of the most important things that he brings and will always go in his pack based on what he has seen uh, an outfit outfitter friend have when they're sitting in the wind sitting in the sideways snow rain whatever but he popped that up blocks the wind uh something you wouldn't take on a backcountry hunt but something that you would take if you were not far from the truck so again that's one of those little comforts might slip right easy into the side pocket of your pack i'd be curious to know who else has one of those in their pack as far as optics this is one area where i've really struggled with using a spotter i do not have a good spotting scope and i I borrowed one I wish I wouldn't have taken it with. It was just too big. I know I didn't, shouldn't have taken it with uh, because it wasn't necessary, but it, it it's meant for more of that road hunting or, or being able to see from a long ways away and being able to do some scouting. But I know a lot of people use them. I've struggled to use them. I just haven't been in those situations. And it'd be nice to, uh, I guess if I had one that was good, I would do it. 
I would use it a lot more, but uh, it kind of seems like you just got to pay the money for a, a good spotting scope. You always can get by with average binoculars, but a spotting scope just seems like you got to dish the money out for a good one. A tripod for my, my optics is, I have one with that adapter on it for my vortex and I'm just not sold on it. I will, I will use it again if planning for that kind of hunt, but it's another big bulky thing. It's heavy and only going to use it in certain times, but something that should be on your list for when those hunts are there. A lens pen, it's great, but yet it's another big thing. It's semi-heavy, but what I found is even at Walmart, there's these Zeiss little lens packets that are, are, are got a little lens wipe in them. That's, that's worth the money right there, like 10 bucks or so for a bunch of them. All right, this is where we can get uh, a little difference in opinion, but the closing system, no matter the brand, good gear is great. And I know some people don't like First Light. They don't like Sitka. Seems like a lot of people are pretty much in agreement on Kuyu as good stuff. I've got it all except Sika. I don't really have that, but I've had plenty of other brands. Remember, we used to kill them in Wrangler blue jeans. It was doable. It's easy. People still are. Uh, but all that clothing does is help us to go a little further, a little longer. And even my buddy Ryan in Arizona, he said, leave that at home. Bring down your... your uh, rough pants because the stuff's going to rip your good stuff apart so that's that's what's going in that hunting pack is maybe some of these those rougher work pants that i have but a uh, i invested in some first light gear primarily because when i was looking into it they gave me a better discount than anywhere else that's what i went with uh i have been so happy to find something that fits me I have, I wear pants 32, 38, or 32, 36, depending. And so you can't find that in a lot of things, but I've been, I'm wearing first light pants right now. I wore them to work. Uh, been very comfortable and I enjoy good quality hunting clothes. Same to, thing with boots. I was had a conversation with a, a college kid the other day about where do I not skimp? I do not skimp on boots optics minus the spotter a pack and my hunting clothes those areas are are where i have been thrilled that i spent some money i wear hanwag boots but i don't think there's anything wrong with going with the crispies or um, the kenetrex or whatever i think as long as you spend some money on a good pair of boots they'll repay you with the miles you're going to get out of them i've gone with those hundred dollar pairs and I, we did an episode on this uh, a little while back so you can go listen to that gators are great uh, I've used to wear them on every single hunt. Now I'm picking and choosing where I wear them because yet it's another item. When it's too hot, they're not comfortable. Socks, that is a great area to put a one extra item in there. I, I bring, I have a wear a two-part sock system. I have a wool sock, uh, heavy or light depending on the season, and then a polypropylene liner. That has been a lifesaver for me to rub those two socks together instead of the sock on my foot. That makes a big difference, and I don't get hot spots. I can go a lot further. I don't get blisters, but I can tell my feet wear out a lot less when I plan ahead and do that. If I'm just going for a five-mile, six-mile shed hunt, I don't typically wear them. 
but for multiple days, then I'll throw on that liner. And this is where I'll have an, an extra of each in my pack. Otherwise, there are no extras of any of this other stuff in my pack for weight reasons. For your hunting pants options, it's nice to have a heavy and a light. The good thing about that is when you spend 120 to $180 or whatever it is on pants, uh, you just got to do it once and those pants last you a long, long time. It's not like buying a pair of blue jeans. Sometimes you go buy two because you need them. Uh, you only need one good pair. Buy one good for uh, the colder weather, one for the lighter, and that's been well worth the money. I did get some of those new zip-off long underwear. Those are awesome. Uh, just to stay lightweight and not have to wear something on your outside, I have really been thrilled with that. I should have ditched the three-quarter length and gone with the full length. I don't know what I was thinking. I was thinking length was going to be an issue, but now length is really an issue because I went with the three-quarter. Uh, and you can feel that three inches between your sock and your uh, and the the long underwear. It's just it's not there. And they're, they're a merino wool. Been pretty awesome. Uh, I even went with some merino wool underwear. Not worth it. Just any kind of wicking underwear works. The um, I maybe the only reason why those are worth it is because that merino wool helps you not stink so much. And then, as far as your upper body, your your tops, a base, a mid, and and your insulating layers, I just it, you can't go wrong going through any of the first light Sitka Kuyu line on picking out. Uh, their wick layer or one of their insulating layers and then a shell of some sort or um, the jacket you can't go wrong you kind of pick pick one of each it's kind of nice to have i have a really thick jacket for the cold cold hunts uh, and i'll just layer even though some of them are are the same or similar uh, mid layers i'll just layer them and it really makes for uh, cooling off or uh, when things get colder really easy to adjust for I don't have the money in a puffy coat, but that's been handy. I have like a cinch one that I got somewhere from a, a Western store. That and then a Wrangler one. Keeps me warm. I throw that underneath. It's, that'll be an investment down the road to get a camo one for archery season. But uh, yeah, it it, uh, it works for me. And then a rain jacket. Same with that. As weird as it sounds, I don't have a good one of those either. I have a black Under Armour one that was... I don't know, 40 bucks. Uh, I need to get something that's got some camo on it in case I'm hunting during that time, but just haven't found myself in that situation uh, where that's been, been, I needed something where it was really raining. Those times it has been really raining or snowing, I just throw that on and I'm, it's not really messing up my hunt because it's in the middle of the day when, uh, when I don't need to be, I'm, I'm not trying to hunt anyway. The stocking hat, I've got a merino wool stocking hat, Carhartt hats, all are great. Uh, nice to have when you're sleeping as well. Throwing one of those on your head really helps you keep keep warm. And I also do not go anywhere with all, without a ball hat, ball cap. That's, that's something I always, always have uh, with me. Gloves are one of those things that I never can... Uh, keep them around, keep good ones. I got some of those first light ones that are really light. And then I got the first light mittens. Those are awesome. The glassing ones, the thick ones, they're heavy. Um, 
I've even thrown a, a hand warmer in there and you are good to go. Uh, so I need something in between. And sometimes that's just whatever is on the shelf at the, uh, uh, at, at Home Depot or Lowe's and, and just some of those insulated fleece gloves of some sort work for me. The other footwear that can go along sometimes, Crocs for hunting camp uh, and then some moccasins uh, or some just tennis shoes or whatever. But moccasins for the stocking. Um, Ryan gave me that little heads up from Hunt AZ there. And I'm going to use that. He suggested that for down there, but I'm going to use that here. I threw in some old moccasins for for my shoes off situation. So I'm going to try that and see how that goes uh, this fall with stocking some mule deer on the prairie. But I know we have all this stuff in our truck, or sorry, in our pack, but there's some things you need to have in your truck for sure. Load up the, the, the truck as well. You need to have backup release, maybe an archery target, extra arrows, extra ammunition, uh, a backup sleeping pad, or the patch kit for those things. Uh, backup boots are a must. Regular shoes for when you get out, uh, get back to camp, and, and you've been in those boots for five days, and you got to just put on something different. Your power bank charging cables, in case you pack up and move, you need to go somewhere else. Batteries, SD cards, trail cameras, if that's a part of your, your system. Uh, tarp, never know when you need a tarp. Uh, ratchet straps, four-wheeler fuel, side-by-side fuel, extra toilet paper. Uh, it's kind of nice to throw in maybe a stove, a pan, and some seasonings with some oil. So just in case you want to cook something up right there at the truck. Uh, maps, extra clothes, food, water, and definitely more water and maybe even a little beer to celebrate. Don't forget your coolers, your hitch rack maybe if you need a little more space. Throw in your fly rod. You never know when you, you got a stream nearby and you're like, man, I wish I would have my fly rod. Uh, you can do a little little fishing, or you tag out early. Anyone traveling to Colorado, you get a fishing license as well. You never know if you tag out early, and it'd be cool to have something to go do for free. Go do a little fishing. Some other emergency truck equipment. You never want to leave, again, without straps, tow rope, jacks, all of those things. Like, uh, and, and make sure your truck's in good running condition. Make sure fuel filters, good oil change is done beforehand. All of that in preparation before you leave. And that's the other thing that's on my gear list. I mean, these last items I've been saying are on my gear list, but this is also on my gear list before leaving list. That includes downloading my on offline maps, dehydrating food or making jerky, uh, leave contact info, and trip plans, even down to trim my toenails. There is a important step there. Uh, doing that about a week ahead before leaving allows that initial growth for him to get comfortable again. Uh, but then it, uh, um, you're not going to jam your, your toes into the, in front of your boots going downhill. Sometimes that can be uncomfortable. Sharpen your broadheads, make sure your four wheeler is registered. If it needs to be update all your kits, like your first aid kit, um, prime your coolers. That's a, that's a good one that I've, I've done in the past when it's in September and hot is I'll throw milk jugs in the freezer and uh, they're frozen solid. Throw those in the cooler uh, with just that. I'll do that since you need more than one cooler for an elk. Uh, two coolers will have those, those, those jugs in there and I'll swap them out the, the next day so that they're fresh. And one cooler is I'll take one of those and load it up with ice. 
That is my ice carrying cooler. It's got my extra food and drinks in there. Uh, I don't like spreading my ice out over multiple coolers. I'll do that afterwards, but all of them are primed with those milk jugs and one of them has the ice in it. Also, I need to take care of home and work and businesses. Even down to put my Etsy shop on vacation mode, doing something to make sure that everything is taken care of at home so you can leave uh, feeling relaxed and ready to go and leave the real world. Uh, Charge your cell banks, get some cash, double check your tags. That's important. Some guys don't look at them until they're they're pulling it out to tag their animal. Uh, Maybe radios, trash bags, a dog bowl, dog water if you're taking your dog. Fill your water up. Uh, and then pack your food. That's another conversation, another episode, another day. Uh, but wilderness athlete, uh, my buddy said liquid IV, uh, energy drink, energy drinks like five hour energy or something like that. All of those things need to go on your pack or in your to get packed and come along the trip. So I know that was a long, long list and a variety of things and how we kind of keep these things organized, but I hope this energizes you to start thinking about what you have and what you need. Uh, it's time to, to get these things together. Um, oftentimes the stores and online shops, especially nowadays, go out of, get out of stock during the time. And I know there's random sales here and there on things. So be picking that up. Like the stock from my gun is four weeks out. Um, my scope is on the way. I need time to spend at the range to figure those things out. And I got those things coming early. Otherwise, I think everything else that I need is pretty simple, easy to do purchases or refurbishing of a certain kit. So once again, thanks for listening. We've got some great episodes coming up here. Um, we've got Joni Marie trophy line, Josh Kirstner, atomic athlete, HS precision. All of those episodes are being worked on right now. Uh, and so you can look forward to something else than me just talking about my gear. And again, talk gear with your buddies, see what they got, share a list and keep improving that stuff. So that your list, so you are ready for the field and you're safe and having a great time. Thanks again for listening. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV.